I just came by to stir your soul up a bit. This is the Perfectly Imperfect Podcast with Regina and Christine, where we share our stories as women openly and honestly. We believe it's through our journeys, our happy and sad times that connect us as sisters, because we're all perfectly imperfect. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Perfectly Imperfect. I'm Regina. And I am Christine. Oh, you're sing-songy today. (laughs) I know. It's a beautiful day. It has been really beautiful. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing great. I actually started to go back out for job interviews. That's exciting. It's always nice when you get a call back. Like you're waiting for their text or their email. It's like a new relationship. You're like, oh my god, they called today. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly how I've been feeling these days. And I went in for our first round of interviews in a company that I actually, like, I really, really admire and I've admired and wanted to work out ever since I was a kid. I know. I've known you for a really long time now. And what I imagine their offices to look like is like what I imagine the inside of your head to look like. It's <laughs> <laughs> like everything was so magical. <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's been exciting. Well, congrats on getting through the first round. That's really, really exciting. I hope everyone out there keeps their fingers crossed. And if it's meant to be, that's how I've, I've approached a lot of things now in my life. It's if, if it's meant to be, a workout. If not, then I had fun visiting their office and talking to them, yeah. And like going through the process, yeah. So mm-hmm. let's jump into it. What are we talking about today, Regina? Today we are going to talk about a topic that sits very near and dear to my heart. But you have no heart. I have no heart. That's the (laughs) ultimate plot twist. (laughs) Today we're going to talk about emotions. And (laughs) I have no heart. And I have no emotions. (laughs) Well, today we're going to talk about how society views emotions and how society perceives women specifically to be the more emotional sex and therefore the weaker sex, Mm -hmm. which I have many issues about, but we'll get into that later into the episode. But I also feel that men have that stigma, which is why they, of all genders, have the most oppressed emotions because they're often told like, boys don't cry. Exactly. And I think that diving into the subject of emotions, I really did growing up see being emotional or showing your emotions as being weak. I remember as a child crying about whether it was school or friends or even just frustration between misunderstandings with my parents. And my mom would look at me and be like, why are you crying? There's no need to cry. What are you crying for? And so to this day, I actually don't cry in front of other people or do my very best not to cry in front of other people. I cry maybe a handful of times a year. I I can actually count probably on one hand how many times I cry in a year. Because it's associated with being embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, why are you having all these emotions? Or why are you this way? It's like not that big of a deal for you to have to show your emotions. Yeah, I think that I didn't realize this until college when I started really diving into the reasons why I would get so upset over a really little thing. Mm. Because it was me harboring all of these emotions and never properly having an outlet to cry about it or to to be upset about it, I was always very concerned about one, how others perceived me, and two, looking vulnerable. I never wanted people to look at me and be like, oh, well, I can't rely on her because she's too emotional or she 
she's not emotionally stable enough for her to be a good friend or a good employee. And so to me, that was something that I really struggled with. I don't like to talk about my fears very often. I don't like to talk about my insecurities. But through things like doing this podcast and trying to understand my greater purpose, I'm starting to realize that there's so much strength and so many positive things that can come from showing your emotions. With my friendships, going back to some of my best friends, they started noticing this pattern in me. When I was really upset, I would tell them about it afterwards, after I had done my moping and my living in a black hole for a day where I don't talk to anyone. They started noticing those patterns and they were worried about me. It was kind of that process of having friends who were more open to showing their emotions. I ended up putting a lot of pressure on myself. And that would really, really cause me to shut down. So you did feel emotions if something angered you or you were scared. I guess there are positive and Mm -hmm. negative emotions that Mm -hmm. have labels to it. So if you felt like a negative emotion in your head, did you feel it at the time or you don't even feel anything? I think that it takes me a long time to process my emotions. That's another thing. Initially, I may have that instinct of anger or sadness, but I always feel the need to not show it. In trying to suppress what I'm feeling and trying to act like I'm not upset, I end up not getting my point across. Mm -hmm. And that makes me even more frustrated. I never learned to properly process and project my emotions in a healthy manner. Yeah, because that emotion... As you feel it and you suppress it, it always leaks out somewhere else, which is why there's like misplaced Mm -hmm. anger or interpreting other Mm -hmm. emotions wrong. It's still there. And I think that's one of the first steps to being vulnerable or everybody has emotions. That's the myth where I feel like society's trying to erase that. It's been trying to erase that very natural part of being a human being where, like I said before, there is no positive or negative emotion. It just is. And I think you have to acknowledge it. It's there. And there's nothing wrong with it. Don't identify it as, oh, I shouldn't be reacting this way. I feel like a lot of people tell ourselves this where we say it out loud where, oh, I shouldn't have been this upset. Or you try to minimize how you feel or you try to change it into what it isn't. It is what it is. It simply is that. I'm trying to learn to listen to my gut more, Mm. especially with something like emotions. It either starts to get smaller or bigger in your head. And most of the time, I reason myself to make it a much smaller Mm -hmm. deal than it actually is. But in that, I feel like I end up hurting myself because it's something that really, really bothered me at that time. But at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, well, they probably didn't mean it that way. And I brush it off. And so when that situation comes up again or something similar happens, I get even more upset. Mm -hmm. And then it's like more suppression and then more upset. If I don't properly tell my friends or my supervisor or whoever I'm having these emotions towards that I'm feeling this way they won't know. I think I mentioned in an earlier episode where at work it got so bad to the point that one day I literally just broke down. As I said, crying to me is a really big deal. I only do it a handful of times a year. It was all this pent-up miscommunication and me not properly expressing myself and I would actually have sleepless nights about this. I think that was a moment where I really grew up because I started to realize how much harboring all of these emotions was really taking a toll on me and my body. 
And that's when I started to realize for myself that it wasn't healthy to keep in all these emotions. If I'm sad, it's okay to cry. It's that suppression that led me to get to that point of exploding. If I have outlets or if I learn to stand up for myself in a way that isn't disrespectful to other people, that's something that I'm still trying to work on and that's something that I've seen really affecting my life in the past couple of years and just my history of growing up, I guess. I see that too. It does come with maturity as well. I see in a lot of younger people where they're more shy about things or they don't know how they feel. They don't know how to process their feelings as it's happening. They're confused as to why they're feeling that way. They tell themselves they shouldn't. And I mean, adults do that too. As I've gotten older, now I live a life of trying to be as vulnerable as possible with everything, anyone, even if you're a stranger. Mm -hmm. I'm going to express myself as genuinely as I can while being respectful to the other person. And that is something I'm still learning. I've learned with emotions to accept how I feel when I feel it, but there's a way when you put that on other people. That's what I thought where I was like, I'm vulnerable. This is how I am. This is how I naturally feel. But it came out in such powerful energy where I was just not being considerate of other people with my emotions. It's totally okay for me to have it, but to put that on other people and expect them to respond a certain way or to understand immediately and stuff, like that's not fair for them because I'm still also processing it as it's happening. The thing with emotions is like you have to understand that it's just the way that each of us interprets a situation. It's a subjective interpretation and that's why it's completely personal to each person. So something can happen and one person cannot have any feelings about it and the other person is like, ah, all the feels. And it doesn't mean that that person is wrong and I'm right. There's no right or wrong in emotions. And that's what I've learned about that and accepting mm -hmm. that in myself and in other people. So when someone reacts a different way than I do, I'm learning to take that in as well. That's the part about emotions I think is the biggest takeaway for me is being as honest with myself as possible. So when I say something or I feel a certain way, why do I really feel that way? People who are like, oh, I'm jealous. I'm jealous of that person. And that's an emotion, jealousy, right? But then you have to dig further and identify where that jealousy stems from. And a lot of times it has nothing to do with the other person. It's how you see yourself. So things like that, where you're interpreting jealousy as that emotion of this is how I feel. And then you might put that on somebody else and you're like, oh, I don't like her. I don't like him, blah, blah, blah. But really the mature way of dealing with an emotion is looking deeper within yourself and trying to identify as truthfully as possible as to why you're feeling that way and how you see yourself and how you see the world. And in that way, it's not such a, oh my God. God, how I have no control over my emotions. And that's a big misconception where I feel that's mm -hmm. where the weak yeah. stigma comes from, where, oh, emotional people are people that can't get a hold of how they're feeling. So they act irrationally. But then the thing is, when you are able to identify and accept it, then you can start resolving it. You know, you can actually see it for what it is versus denying it and like, oh, I don't. I'm not emotional. Mm -hmm. I don't feel that stuff. I'm stronger than that. I don't let my emotions or feelings dictate who I am. I think for a long time, that's what I felt. Mm -hmm. It is a thing that's kind of part of growing up. When you look at everyone else and everyone else seems so calm and fine and put together, that any type of emotion that you feel, you're like, oh my gosh, this makes me less of a 
person because this is something that I'm struggling with or this is something that I'm really upset about. It's like, oh, only little kids react that way. Yeah. Or women. Exactly. Little kids or women. That's why they throw tantrums. Those are the stigmas that society has put in that really did affect me. It's a level of being honest with yourself that can be very uncomfortable. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. How did you find that strength to be that vulnerable? Because even now, it's really hard for me to cry in front of people. Even my best friend has maybe seen me cry twice, and I've known her since the third grade. I don't think that being vulnerable is in direct correlation with if you cry in front of other people. Hmm. For me, vulnerability is about your truth. And living, Mm -hmm. acknowledging your truth. And that saying of the truth sets you free. When I got a taste of being really honest with myself, like stuff like my intentions. Mm -hmm. So when I say things like, oh, I'm sad about this or talk about like my woes in life, am I trying to play the victim here? Am I trying to get sympathy to also, in a sense, not accept responsibility for my bad decisions? You know what I'm saying? Like digging deeper into that sense where why am I saying it this way? Why am I phrasing it this way? Some people lie about things or even if it's white lies because you're embarrassed by what the actual truth is when you say it out loud or even admitting it to yourself. And I think those are the things that we also along with emotions try to suppress because they don't make us sound as good. You're like, oh, I do really care what other people think about me. I do really care that I come off in a certain way. And the vulnerability for me just made me see the light in that I'm flawed and that's that's okay. That's okay. And when I can accept that in myself and at least try to, on a daily sense, I'm not saying that every day I'm like, oh my god, you're flawed and that's awesome, <laughs> you know? There are a lot of times I'm just like, oh, what is wrong with you? Right. But I try to. And when I do that, I'm better able to do that with other people. I feel Mm -hmm. like when you suppress things like emotions in a grander scheme, I feel like that's why the human race is in the condition that it is, where we don't feel emotions towards other people. We don't see each other as human beings. They're strangers. They have nothing to do with you. So when you see brutality in the news, you see people getting beaten on an airline and getting dragged, you know, it's like, I think we've been so desensitized yeah, to emotions that it's affecting our culture and society as a whole. It is. And everybody gets wrapped up in their own lives. The day-to-day of what it means to look good and be good in kind of your lane and just staying in your lane. You forget that human emotion is what connects everyone. It is what keeps us relatable to one another. It's how we build friendships and families that's how you see yourself and other people and other people in you. And that all stems from emotion versus not feeling. Honestly, one of the things that I love the most, have you ever heard of Humans of New York? Yes, yeah. Yes, that's exactly, especially now that he's, you know, started to travel outside of New York and do more international things. You see that everyone in the world, they all want the same things. Emotions of, you know, wanting to find love and wanting to be accepted, that's universal. Yeah, yeah. So now that you've recognized this in yourself, what are the steps that you do kind of on a daily basis that helps you process your emotions and work towards being more in touch with your feelings? 
this is totally catered to me and this is just something that I do that helps me is I take my friendships very seriously like the people who I let into my life it's because I trust them and I value their opinion so when it comes to something like dealing with my emotions talking to different people and getting different feedback is my best way of learning to think for myself. I know it kind of sounds ironic because I'm listening to other people's opinions, but I think that that helps me because I have friends who have very different way of thinking than I do. And they'll tell me something about my situation where I'm like, whoa, I did not think of it that way. You're totally right. Or wow, that is definitely not the way that I would react. Right. It's like a checkpoint for you to, and it's, it takes a, a level of maturity right. to do that too, to self-reflect and be able to take in constructive criticism and how it speaks to your truth. Yeah, and for me to be able to hear what other people have to say and hear how other people reacted in those similar situations gives me a better understanding of myself and how I feel emotions and how that differs from other people and how that's okay. I think that for a long time, I suppressed my emotions so long because I didn't want to seem weird to other people for being too emotional. But then now that I'm starting to realize my emotions, it's like now I'm trying to find that balance of like what it means to juggle the two. Right. Right. I think that is a very good way of accepting yourself. It's one of the first steps. You know, for some people that don't feel comfortable enough at the point to share Mm -hmm. with their friends highly encourage you to keep a journal or write it down yes that way you can get it out the whole point is to get it out and acknowledge it and i hope we can get to a point where we don't reinforce the stigma that showing your emotions is a bad thing and that you're crazy it does start with acknowledging if we project that on other people in our lives I really think that, especially for men, as much as we want to say that for women, there's a stereotype that exists, I think definitely for men, they've always had it really hard with that. And that's why a lot of men, they more than ever live that stigma where they suppress everything, they don't talk it out, and they're not used to doing so. So a lot of guys that I know, you know, in their 20s and 30s, even like my brother or Jack, like I have to ask them very poignant questions like, how are you feeling right now? How are you processing it? In order for them to talk and acknowledge it and creating that space of a non-judgmental and a more comfortable space for them to express themselves fully versus like, oh, wow, are you about to cry? Or like, oh, I'm embarrassed for you. And especially with guys and men, the world just kind of has that, oh, are you crying? Oh, are you showing emotion? Yeah. Emotion outside of anger? Because that's the only emotion that boys and men can feel, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, bro, keep it in check. <laughs> Don't be like a girl, you know? And I think guys, they have a more definitive definition of what it means to be a man in society. And I think that's really unfair. I actually feel that you are more of a man and a person if you're able to share your feelings and feel feel what you're feeling and then talk about it because there's so much power to that it takes so much strength Mm -hmm. and self-acceptance and just understanding yeah like i want to say there's just like for a person to feel confident in your own skin how you're feeling and who you are it's just who you are and you don't fear judgment of other people because that is your truth learning to be in tune with your emotions learning to be able to feel them that's part of life 
and that's part of you being able to connect with people. And I've always said that the reason why I wanted to get into media is to connect with people, is to understand that emotion and to understand people and humans really on that next level. That's why your guys' emails and comments and everything mean so much to us. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. And I'm so glad that you're part of this journey with me because we both share that same mentality. You know, for people out there who are struggling with being vulnerable and speaking and living your truth, I think a good way to look at it too is that it's really about the outlook of life. So, you know, when you have a negative outlook, kind of negative feelings, it all kind of ties hand in hand. And then with those negative feelings, you kind of feel embarrassed by it or you don't want to acknowledge it. It doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. But a great way to flip that is to use it as fuel to do positive things in the world. So if you feel angry about something, acknowledge it and then see why you feel that way. And that's the whole part of speaking your truth. Mm -hmm. And then perhaps you can use it to make a positive change about a situation. So if you're really mad, that you're getting emotionally abused by someone or you're not in a good situation in a relationship and then you feel angry about it and instead of letting it take over your life or you deny it and you continue putting yourself in a bad situation face it and then you could actually help a lot of other people in that situation you use it as fuel so that other people don't have to suffer through that because they don't know how to get out of that situation and so if you continue to put yourself in that hole and see life in a very negative manner then it's only going to fester but then if you can use that to inspire change or to even just Mm -hmm. reach out like Mm -hmm. Regina said reach out to another person who may be going through a similar situation but maybe Mm -hmm. a couple of steps behind you I feel like that's a great opportunity to learn and grow as people in whatever situation you're in. So everyone goes through many difficult types of encounters and or good encounters. And you use that in your own way to reach different types of people. So the people that Regina are going to reach are going to be different from me. And that's more power to you, you know, more power to all you people going through your life out there and going through the struggles or the great times because it is your mission, I believe, and your purpose in life to extend that Mm -hmm. to other people in that sense spread the light I couldn't have said it better myself I think that is our sole mission and purpose I feel like you know we say this time and time again but in doing this podcast being able to connect emotionally with you guys and seeing you guys react in such a positive way gives us the courage Christine and I aren't as brave and courageous as we seem. There are so many days where we struggle and we feel that need to lean on one another. It's opening yourself up to a relationship where you feel that bond with that other person. You know, if you don't feel like you're in that headspace, as Christine said, write it down. It feels so good to be able to either write it down or say it out loud. Those are two things that I've noticed where if I'm really upset, if I write it down and write all the things that have been bothering me and upsetting me, at the end of it, I end up feeling better. Kind of going off of your whole thing of, you know, not only looking at the negative, I try to also journal when I'm really happy because I don't want my journal to be just page after page after page of me just venting about all the things that happened in my life. I want to be able to remember all the good too. Yeah. And that is life. That is why life has its ups and downs and we're all going through it in our own ways. It's not about finding the answers. It's about living the journey Mm -hmm. and we don't necessarily have the right answers. It's just us sharing our journey along the way. And yeah, thank you guys for allowing us to do that with you. And Christine, I know that this is something that I've actually always really admired you for. 
being so in tune with your feelings. Being able to rationalize through that, I really hope that one day I can work towards being more like you. Well, I mean, I wouldn't be able to do this without, I mean, I always text Regina stuff when I'm going through. I'm just like, oh my god. And then she will help me be that beacon of light. So it's important to have people like that in your life. I think that it's really important to find friends who acknowledge your feelings and emotions Mm -hmm. instead of just dismissing them. Be like, you're crazy. You're being ridiculous right now. Minimizing it. Right. There are times where that is called for, but if that's their reaction every single time. Well, the difference between that and then acknowledging that's how you feel versus like dismissing it. There's no reason to minimize. Like, that's just how that person feels. If you Mm -hmm. disagree, then that's one thing, like we said before. I definitely have people in my life who immediately just like, why would you feel that way? It's like, that's just how I feel, you know? And let me feel that. And I think that's what it is. Just letting other people feel what they feel in whatever situation and then talking it through versus you're, you're completely wrong about it, so... The one last instance that I want to bring up is that I do remember there was a friend where I did something that really hurt her. Mm. And in my perspective, I didn't feel like I did anything wrong. But later on, I ended up apologizing to her because I was like, look, I may not have thought that what I did was that bad or that wrong. But the fact that I hurt you, I apologize for that. I really do apologize for that because you can't really help how other people are going to react or how other people are going to feel. But if you did inflict that emotion or pain on them, that's something that you do need to own up to. Yeah, that's a really great point. And I think that's something that's really hard in adults (laughs) to do because there's so many factors of you're not in touch with your own feelings or you're trying to deflect blame and there's ego and stuff in the way. So when you're able to just look at it at the core of just I I hurt somebody based upon my own actions and words, then Mm -hmm. that's just what it is. Which I did want to say that like emotions, as you can tell, and you probably know what we're getting at is that it can very much hinder your life. It can hinder your relationships with others. I mean, like not dealing with your emotions and not acknowledging it by putting it aside does not mean that your problems aren't there or that your emotions aren't there. You're actually making decisions around that. You're actually making more effort to avoid it and Mm -hmm. in the process making decisions that probably are not natural to you because you're going at great lengths to avoid whatever situation it is. Yeah. It's like if there was a rock, like a large rock in the middle of the road, instead of like trying to overcome it, you just like take, you know, laps around it trying to go around it you know going around mountains to avoid it and yeah exactly exactly so i mean i'm still in the process of learning it so i'm trying to give you guys the best advice that i know how but owning up to it is definitely one of the ways that i see has helped me the most and really being able to talk it out or write it out yeah i'm so glad that we talked about this and that you shared just what you've been going through even currently. I feel like a lot of people out there will be able to relate and hopefully hopefully you can take that with you and maybe digest it and see how it can better your life in some way. And the end is just sharing love and light in your own way. And you can only do that if you have light to give. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start getting all these like comments that are like hashtag dead inside. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. There are going to be so many people like, I totally relate to that. <laughs> All right. Well, that just about wraps it up for this episode of Perfectly Imperfect. 
if you want to share some of your stories or you want to get some things off of your chest, you don't feel like you have anyone to talk to or you just want to talk to me and Regina, definitely email us at theperfectlyimperfectpodcast at gmail.com. And the links to all of our social channels are in the description box below. I feel so cleansed. Yeah, me too. I feel very light and refreshed. Yay, good. That's exactly the purpose of this podcast. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.